Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Boy, do I sound bad. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing makes you more aware of your voice when you're sick than recording a podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I don't love that I'm stuck in this studio with you right now. (laughs) Breathe in my germs. No, that's not fair. At least my germs are really, really far away from you right now. I know. I would have appreciated a remote recording from you today, Riley. This is the last time you're going to have to record with me in person. So. Ever. Ever. Well, don't say it like that. Ever. (laughs) No, I'll go back to my germs being far away next time. Um, Today's the first day of school for us. Because we're going back. Back to school. What are you singing there? Where's that? What's that from? That's Grease too. <laughs> yeah, that's from Grease too. You sing a little Grease too this morning. Well, you oh, always. Wow. Do. I feel like you always bring that up every year. We're going back uh-huh. to school, and you hadn't yet. Oh, whoa! I gotta go back to school. Yep. Go Again. back to school. That's very good. You're waiting go for back that, to, you? Yeah. yeah. Go back to school. Yeah. Um, boy, I love all the school supplies. Oh, me too. It was so nice, too. We had the open house yesterday, and we had to bring the classroom supplies to donate to. And, like, there was, like, a little table with little labels, like, put tissues here, put extra glue sticks here, put the hand sanitizer bottles here. It was very nice. Do you appreciate all the organization? It's just all very nice. And there's all these all of these little, like, caddies on every, the little kids' tables with their name on them, and you put, like, the color pencils here, and their markers here, and their glue sticks and scissors here. I wish we still had cubbies. <laughs> Why do we stop using cubbies when we get old? Why do we switch to lockers? Do you, do Why can't we a, just go back to cubbies? Do you get a locker at work, Tay? Uh, no, there's only so many lockers, so the people that have been there the longest have the lockers, and then the rest of us just have the, the, the sort of box. You don't get a cubby? No. But I, I will say, I have worked other service industry jobs where we have cubbies. So there you go, Riley. You know, just <sighs> you might not run into cubbies in lawyering, but uh, go go work at a, at a chain coffee shop and you'll get a cubby. I miss cubbies. I have wished for a cubby because I don't get an office at my job anymore. I don't. <laughs> not important enough for that. So I don't have anywhere to put my stuff when I go there. Just a little cubby. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect solution because you don't have to memorize a combination, right? They don't take up as much room as lockers. They're not as loud. Just a little wall mm-hmm. with some cubbies with little name tags. Yeah. That you could the customize. The little hooks inside. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't. I mean, I would prefer a locker to a cubby because I think the reason cubbies go away in adulthood is that children are told pretty extensively not to steal each other's stuff. Like that's a whole thing that we magically forget by the time we're adults. Yeah, I feel like cubbies would work for a law school at least because all we carry around are those giant, giant books that for someone to steal, they'd have to like just lug around and wow. barely be able to carry. But they're worth a lot of money. They do cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. like, uh, when I think about, like, my med school books, I don't know. There, were, we there were always, like, the people who, like, would buy one book and then just, like, photocopy the entire book. Yeah. Which I always found, like, the devotion 
is impressive. I, I know like, people that do that. And yeah. I'm like, that's a lot of time you're spending in the library there. I mean, we had books that were like a thousand pages. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I like that commitment. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know. It's I, my, my current job has uniforms and uh, you best believe if you leave a piece of your uniform laying around, someone will, it'll, it'll go somewhere because we have to pay for those. So, yeah. You know. Mom calls that cockroaching in theater. Mm-hmm. Like when you have like a, an ensemble number or whatever and everyone has the same costume and they all have various pieces. But if someone forgets theirs and then they can just go and grab someone else's and you never know. Yeah. Cockroaching. Well, that's the that, that happens a lot at Charlie's school too with these school fleeces that you can buy. Oh, I remember the private school fleeces. I love those things. Everybody has the exact same fleece. And you learn the hard way that you should probably put your kid's name in it somewhere. And the way that you learn is that one day you have to sift through a lost and found box that's just full of identical (laughs) fleeces. Every single one is identical. And they're all in just like a child's small or a child's medium. So you, I mean, like any, any of these could be your child's or none of these. And so there's an ethical quandary for you. Do you just take one just take and one. like just bank on the fact that like, well, she lost it. It's probably one of these is yeah. ours. Yeah. <laughs> just take it. That's what I do. You're not like taking it off a kid. You're just taking it from a box. That's okay. Yeah. It's just in a box. I don't know. But now we put names in things. We well. learned that. I don't think that would stop anyone from taking my textbook if I wrote my name across the front. But well, the no. Well, I was just say that the advantage of a cubby too is you get to display like your, you know, Spider-Man backpack or whatever. How did you know I got a Spider-Man backpack for my <laughs> second year of law school? I don't know. Maybe in adulthood we don't want to display our bags. Well, they're not fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I literally just have a reusable shopping bag that I bring my clothes to and from work in. It's not... I don't really want people to see it associated with me. Do you want one of my um, cool backpacks that has paracord? (laughs) My backpack has a paracord strap. I love it. That does sound cool. I'm sure that that is cool. Um... (laughs) I, I feel like my uniform, I, I operate the same way as the, the reason that my bike has never gotten stolen in New York City is because it's it's cheap and bad and dirty. Mm. And so no one's really going to work too hard to steal my cheap, bad, dirty bike. Uh, it's the same with my uniform. I keep it crumpled up in a dirty bag. And who's going to want that? It's worked so far. All right. Well, fair enough. So they tried to give me a bag that looks like a giant croc. Well, like it's not it's not it's not shaped like a shoe, but it's made of croc material. Yeah, it's like that rubber, and it has holes all over it. Well, now why would you want holes in your bag? I don't know. They're very in. I know. I see tons of people carrying them. We got it. It was we did not buy it. It arrived at our house, and we did not want it. And uh, you told me they were all the rage. And mm-hmm. I said, no, thanks. I've never seen anyone with those. And the very next day, I saw my boss carrying one. They're very popular. The very next day. T- 
tons of people during summer theater had them. That's when I noticed. I was I looked around backstage and I was like, wow, now, everybody's got this freaking bag. I could see them being useful in a summer vacation or theater scenario where like you're going to put things in there that might be like wet or sandy mm-hmm. or sweaty and you want something that's like not going to like it's like water resistant. It's not cloth, yeah. so it's not going to absorb that. And it has little holes so it'll air out. It's not going to get all musty. Um, but any other scenario, I don't see how having a bag covered in holes is really going to help you. I just keep thinking about your pens. What, yeah. if, what if people read your important documents Yeah, through the holes in your bag? I don't know. I have lots of Band-Aids and packets of antibiotic ointment in my backpack, and that would those would fall out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... I don't have a transition here. I also You know don't. what else you could have on your backpack? No. Oh, okay. Is that something? You say Mario? Mario. Yeah, Mario. I don't do, know. Do, 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 do. Uh, so we're going to... We were, we're talking about Mario, not the movie. <coughs> the, I haven't seen the movie, actually. Well, there you go. So I can't even try to talk about it. I can't even try to talk about it. Um... No, just like the, you know, the cultural idea. The cultural uh, shared commonality that Mm -hmm. is the Mario Brothers. Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. Plumbers. They wear overalls. Mm -hmm. They have mustaches. Yes. And color-coordinated outfits. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I wanted to start way back. With, did you ever play any of the original Mario games? No. I was going to say, you probably, well, that's by, weird to think about. By the time I was old enough to actually play video games and not just like sit and watch other people play, the only system we had was a GameCube because everything mm-hmm. else was like, I don't even know if it was usable anymore. You know, like I know we had an NES, but yeah. I don't think it would have been playable or usable by the time I was old enough to be playing video games and like, you know, 2005, did, 2006. Ta- did you take any of that stuff with you? What? Any yeah. of our old game systems? I mean, because the only thing I had in my college dorm was a PlayStation. Uh, no. Maybe I took, a PlayStation 2, actually. Yeah, I took the things that were mine specifically and that I, I still have my PS2. And I bought myself a... What is that? Because now we're on the 5, but I think I have a 4. Right? Or is Ford in the one? Anyway. I do not it's know. St- it's, no, I did not. I don't know where any of that, like the GameCube and the... The, um, uh, the original nin- 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 Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Or, or the Super Nintendo, yeah. Uh, the, the Xbox, don't know where that ended up. I don't know where any of that stuff... And I mean, I'm assuming Mom and Dad just tossed well, it. Well, we. Yeah. I mean, the GameCube, I played a lot, <coughs> including Mario games on mm-hmm. the GameCube. Very, very frequently um but then the wii was what replaced that i think oh yeah the wii like the the original wii um mm-hmm. and then i had an xbox 360 instead of an xbox but then both of those we had had for so long they just you know got rid of them my interest really waned after super nintendo <laughs> but the graphics got better yeah but i don't know i so I remember Tay, I remember us getting the NES, the original. Yeah. 
and with Mario and Duck Hunt. The, so Mario, the first game, would come on a combo cartridge with the game Duck Hunt. It's an interesting combo. Yeah. So you'd have to get the gun attachment. <laughs> I forgot there was a gun attachment for Duck Hunt. Yeah. You get well, the gun attachment to shoot the ducks. It's the duality of man. Do you want to save a princess or do you want to shoot a gun? <laughs> at, a, at a duck. At a duck. At a duck. <laughs> uh but I don't remember, like, I know we played that, but that, the one that, like, is locked in as um, the game I played the most was Super Mario 2, where you could play as the princess. Oh. And that was what had intrigued me, is you could play as different characters, and specifically, I could play as Princess Toadstool, and so that game... What? Princess Toadstool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, what's that? Well, it's Peach, but oh, yeah. at some point, Sorry. I don't know if that changed. I'm not a Mario expert. Uh, you're, you're the one that brought oh. in the table set, so you gotta feel the questions, but... Oh, I don't know. I know you're, at some point... You're married to, like, the video game boy. Yeah. yeah. He'd be, I think he'd he be does. disappointed in you right now. He probably would be. I mean, I know that Super Mario 2 was originally called Doki Doki Panic. Oh. It was a totally other game that they retrofitted for Super Mario 2. How's um, that? There's some information. There's some information. Uh, no, she was she was called that sometimes, and also Peach. See, oh. I only ever knew her as Peach by the time I was playing Mario games. In Japan, her name has always been Princess Peach, or Peachihime, but uh, when she was first imported to America, they named her Princess Peach Toadstool. <laughs> so... Um, but went by Princess Toadstool because they thought peaches didn't make sense in the Mushroom Kingdom. I guess then eventually went back to calling her Peach. Is her first name Peach, last name Toadstool? We can't get too hung up on that when Mario's name is Mario Mario. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, it's a family name. Well, <laughs> and is the big bad guy Koopa or Bowser? Isn't it Bowser? Well, it is now. But it was Koopa. How have I never thought about Man it's weird that those characters Sort of shifted names over time And it never really occurred to me that they did And I Uh use them both interchangeably Without ever thinking about it I like the way that this article Describes the difference between um, King Koopa and Bowser Because it says that Yes it's the same person It's just that Bowser is his personal name (laughs) His personal name. What do you? His personal name. Uh, his personal name. That's what his friends call him. He's, That's what you're allowed your, to call him. Your personal it name. It's sort of like Jellicle Cats. You know how they have a third secret name that nobody else knows. Sure. Yeah. You know. I've often thought about the Jellicle Cats when I'm considering the name Bowser and playing Mario games. So well, is his name Bowser Koopa? Um. What? I guess. I don't know. Oh, there is we he go. The He's fa- Bowser, king of the Koopas. Is he the father of all of those Koopas? Uh, well, he is their king. He is their I, king. I, I just think he's their leader, yeah. But he did have kids. Bowser Jr.'s up in there. What's the girl? Well, there's a girl, too. I don't remember. I know that you're right, but I don't remember. Oh, no, I'm thinking about Donkey Kong. 
Do y'all remember the... Oh my gosh, it was a GameCube game that I thought I had made up for the longest time until someone else remembered it. That had the bongos mm-hmm. that attached yeah. to the GameCube and you had to hit it to get the bananas. Yes. And play the songs. Oh my... Why did games stop being that fun? There used to be so many props. <laughs> Like, you'd have the steering wheel for Mario Kart you could put on your controller. We had the bongos. Um, all of Rock well, Band. All of Rock yeah. Band. God, I love Rock Band. When did games stop using props? Give me more props. Well, I mean, the more you can interact with the world virtually, the less necessary props become. Yeah. I played that bongo game until those bongos gave out. Well, that's I don't even like, know what it was called. It's like Mario EU, right? Extended Universe, because you've got the original Donkey Kong's the bad guy. He's throwing barrels at Mario. Mm-hmm. You've got Princess. Why does this monkey have a princess? I don't know. I don't know that story. <laughs> but, <laughs> why is a monkey so big? It's <laughs> so big. Why Why is a plumber fighting a monkey in a construction yard? I don't know. It's a, it's a question. <laughs> well, never mind. I, I he wasn't a, was he a plumber yet? Uh, I think at that point he was a carpenter, but I will say that it, I think, I mean, ostensibly Mario is from Brooklyn, so I guess this takes place in Brooklyn, and I don't think the weirdest thing to happen in this borough is a carpenter fighting a monkey in a in a vacant lot. <laughs> to save a princess? Yeah. yeah, I think that happens every Saturday somewhere. Um, <laughs> but then Donkey Kong got, well, I guess his kid got a game first, right? No, Donkey Kong no. was first, and then mm-hmm. and then Diddy Kong came along and had racing, and then there was Kong. more Donkey Kong. Donkey so then Kong I, Country too. I guess it was a bit of a misunderstanding because Donkey Kong was then like a fellow hero, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then there was Dixie Kong. Yeah. Yeah. I had forgotten. <coughs> Isn't there about. a Diddy Kong? Am I making that up? Is there? I knew about Dixie Kong. No, there's Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. Yeah. yeah, Diddy Kong is his son. Yeah, I made up Diddy Kong. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> That's a pretend one that we just made up. That I just created. Um, no, but what I liked about Mario 2, other than you could play as the princess, is that um, the different characters had different strengths and abilities. Well, so that, you could kind of pick and choose, you know, I who mean, you needed. The princess was kind of broken because she had the ability to float. Yes. Like, the other characters would drop straight down when they jump, but her skirt would puff up and she'd float. And that kind yeah. of made her the best one to play with. She was. Her hang time made it way easier to jump with her. And so I always loved playing with her. And remember, there are those things that shot eggs at you. Yeah. Those are weird looking things. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that game, though. And you could, like, if you were the princess, you could time it. You could jump on the eggs as they shot them at you. And then pick them up. You did that weird, that made that weird noise when you picked things and picked things up where they like, you had to squat down over it yeah. <laughs> and then lift it over your head. I like, I was trying to figure out the name of that Donkey Kong game with the bongos. It's Donkey Konga. Mm. Ah, okay. Um, and the catch, like the subtitle catchphrase for this game is, is the rhythm in you? <laughs> it's, it's a very philosophical I miss that game. It's Birdo, by the way. That's the thing that shot eggs at you. Just yeah. came to me. Birdo. Um, I remember, yeah. for me, um, the height of coolness was, I. we had a friend, this is when we lived in Georgia, Tay, long before you, Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a friend who lived a street over who got Super Mario 3 before anybody else I knew. Do you remember this? Going over to their house, 
It was a brother and sister, and we would go over to their house, and they had Super Mario 3. And I don't think they let us play. I don't ever remember getting to play. I was just allowed to watch them play. Yeah. And it was so exciting to watch them play Super Mario 3, because that's when Mario could, you could get the feather. Oh, yeah. And you could fly. Yeah. And turn into a raccoon. Yeah. Except it's not a raccoon, right? It's kind of a cat, isn't it? Flying raccoon. I don't know. It's it's got a specific name. <coughs> oh, oh, um, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but you could fly, and we all thought that was very cool. Tanuki. Um, yes, it's a Japanese raccoon dog. Oh, is it a Tanuki? Yes, that's what that's what Mario was turning into. But what we all understood is that he turned into a raccoon. Yes. Was that the leaf that turned you into the raccoon? Well, that's what there was a yeah, feather and a leaf. There was a f- yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was the confused. The leaf turned you in the raccoon. The feather, I think you just flew. Yeah. Anyway, man, I remember watching that game and just thinking, I don't. Gave you there the, must huh? Did it give you a cape? Yeah, I feel like that's right. There must have been other games that people were playing. This is what's weird to me. I am not someone who particularly loves video games. I know that might be weird or shocking considering my husband's, you know, career. But I always, growing up, was into whatever Mario game was out. I think that's interesting. Like, eventually that transferred a little bit to Zelda. And we were, we definitely had like an intense Zelda phase where I got really into those games. Because there were like, you could do them there were so many things to do and you could finish all the lists and I liked finishing all of the lists of things you could do. But um, Mario, every game that came out, I would be interested in playing and knowing about. And I just think that's, I don't know why, like, why Mario? Why I think, Mario? I guess that's my, I guess that's a, my core question here. Why Mario? the thesis of this episode. Yeah, like why did, he's a plumber who saves a princess in a mushroom world, which doesn't make, like, none of it comes together to make sense, right? Well, it's I not mean, a character... I, I don't know about that. Why did I, like, as a, as, a, as a young girl, why did I see myself in this plumber. mustachioed plumber? Well, I mean... But who's who's an adult man. I mean, he works, he's a plumber because he works on pipes. There's a lot of pipes involved. Yes. And those pipes are underground. And underground is like, well, the mushrooms don't grow there, but they come from there. And so the mushrooms make sense. <laughs> and princesses, they, they got to be saved. That's their whole thing. So, you know, um, I think it all. And then the natural predator of princesses is, in fact, turtles. So this is sure. all very logical. Is that what, is Bowser a big turtle? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think he's a Koopa. Technically, technically speaking, he's a Koopa. The Koopa signs. He's a Koopa. Well, Koopas like the little guys that just kind of like walk back and forth and bob their heads. You know, those guys look like turtles walking on two legs. Yes. Um, Bowser looks like a dragon, and he breathes fire. And that's why he's their king. I guess that makes sense. Because, you know, the turtles that breathe fire are natural leaders of turtle. What's sure. a group of turtles called? A turtle? A, 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 tur- 
pile. <laughs> a turtling. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's a pile of turtles. A total. A total of turtles. Yes. That's what I would call it. I don't, a, I don't get to name uh, things. A bale. A, a bale? bale. A bale of turtles, a dole of turtles, and a nest of turtles. So everything All but a total work. of turtles. Hmm. Do you guys know what a, what a group of frogs is called? No. It's called an army. <laughs> nice. Why would frogs be an army? Why wouldn't they? Who makes this stuff up? Is that why Charlie's afraid of frogs? Yeah, because they, they get organized. <laughs> she know, she knows they're an organized fighting force. Well, clearly we got that wrong because it's the turtles that are doing it. Yeah. yeah. There are no frogs in Mario. And I don't, I don't know why it's a question that if one turtle could breathe fire, it wouldn't be the natural leader of other turtles. Of course it is. Breathes fire. That's true. That's the boss. That's Unless true. all the other turtles decided to team up on that one. Like, we can't have one of us breathing fire. No, I that think... That won't do. How, I, I feel like one fire-breathing turtle could solo all the other turtles. That's who you race against the bunny. <laughs> a fire-breathing turtle? Yeah, because then you don't you don't have to worry about how slow he is because you got a you got a roasted bunny on the other yeah. track. Then you're done. You win. <laughs> that, that's the updated version of that old. Yeah, that's fable. That's, fable. <laughs> that was the act that that uh, Koopa gained his power as the king of the Koopas. He, yeah. he beat the bunny in the race. Uh huh. I'm sure all this is canonically accurate. I think so. I mean, it makes it sense as, as much sense as like some of the enemies are mushrooms with feet. Goombas. No, that's a Goomba. Yes. That's not a mushroom. The mushrooms are the good guys. But the Goombas look like mushrooms with feet. Wait, what are the mushrooms then? Well, there's Toad. Yeah. Oh. Toad's a mushroom. That's his head. Oh. Or is it his hat? Conflicting evidence there. Doesn't he call it his hat sometimes? Well, he takes it off sometimes, which is disturbing. Yeah, and he has different hats. So it can't be his head if he takes it off. And Well, but I don't know. He's a mushroom. Okay. What about Toadette? She's got braids. Well, I guess the Goomba are a mushroom-like species, but it doesn't necessarily, necessarily say that they're mushrooms. Um, the, the Mario game that really captured my imagination was Mario RPG Search for the Seven Stars. Why did that capture your fancy? Um, because, okay, so the Mario games always had a story in a sense, right? A very loose story, but yeah. But yeah, like that, I mean, generally speaking, it was just variations of Save Princess. Yeah. Although, not so much Mario 2, because she's with you, but... Stomp Goomba, fight Bowser. Fight Bowser, yeah. Take Shell off Koopa. Mm-hmm. Save Princess. Yes. Unless we're getting to Mario Kart, where, of course, that's a whole other thing. A whole other thing. But... That's the point of that game is to learn to hate your family. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when they realize, like, isn't it so nice, these video games? Because especially like and I don't know, I, I don't I have not bought a video game system in so long. Because like, well, whatever games the girls played, Justin had, I don't know. Yeah. But Anyway, they, and they don't play a ton. Honestly, we play the Wii more than anything. Yeah. We have a Wii. I can't believe you still have a Wii. We have a Wii. Um, <laughs> but the uh, video game consoles were so expensive that it was a... I mean, I imagine we were not the only family or, like, kids with friends who would, like, gather at your friend's house to watch them play or gather with your family to watch one person play. I mean... 
a lot of our Zelda experience, Tay, was me playing and you talking me through it, you know? Yeah. So like well, same with Seven Stars too. Like I never actually played that game, but I watched you play every second of that game. Yeah. So like watching someone play games, like that was it was so common. I mean, Mario Kart was when they said like, "Isn't this nice?" All these families and friends they sit down and they watch one person play and they root them on and they solve the puzzles or whatever together and it's all so fun. Let's make them fight. <laughs> Which is an idea they perfected in Mario Party. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's make these people fight with each other more. They're cooperating too well. Yep. Um, Mario. Mar- oh, god. I was just gonna say Mario Party. That was my jam. That was. Oh. I remember walk or not walking. I remember going to Blockbuster with Dad and renting the new Mario Parties. And then I think I ended up getting to keep them because I'm pretty sure that Blockbuster just went out of business shortly after I rented it. Yeah. It's like, well, this is mine now. That was a beautiful moment where if you had rented something from Blockbuster right before it closed. Yeah. That's just it. Like, I had a sleep... That's probably not what yeah. they wanted you to do. Right. <laughs> no, you know, it's it's probably like, like a... Like a- like a hillbilly insider trading situation where somebody got the no ahead of time. It was yeah. like, come, rent everything you can. They'll be yours. Do you, do you remember, by the way, on a side note, do you have any memory of prior to the existence of Blockbuster? Because I have, I have like Before a clear memory of when the Blockbuster came to town. Oh, no. Oh, I know what you're going to, I know what you're going to say. But. Okay, so... The Blockbuster came to Huntington, the first Blockbuster, when, oh, Tay, I don't know, maybe elementary, middle, maybe middle school for yeah. me, upper uh, elementary. elementary for me. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in that range. Up until then, there was no Blockbuster in town. We would rent VHS tapes from Cummings Renter Center. <laughs> which was below the tanning salon. Which yeah. was below the tanning salon. And from where you could, the, the reason it was called Renter Center is because you could rent videotapes from there, but you could also rent lawn equipment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So you could go there, and on the bottom floor, you could rent a lawnmower or a weed whacker or whatever, you know, hedge trimmers, whatever you need. Or you could rent a VHS tape. They had, like... I feel like it's all just, like, basically movies like Caddyshack. It's just, like, a, a room full of movies like Caddyshack. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was also the space that I, I rented the most disturbing, like, B-horror movies from. Because I mm-hmm. would just go... Because they wouldn't put the movies out. Like, you couldn't touch the movies. They would have uh, styrofoam cases. Like, the, the movie case over a styrofoam over, block. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you would just take the movie up and hand it to the person. And they'd bring you a just an, like, a vaguely marked box with the movie in it. Um, <laughs> and so I would just pick the one that had the scariest art and take that up. And then if you needed to get a tan, you go upstairs to the tanning salon right. on the top floor. Yeah, that's what uh, our, uh, our, our, our mom liked to tan there for a while. And it was not far from where I went to elementary school. So I would walk yep. to the renter center and peruse the movies and wait for her while she tanned. I also had that experience. Um, but then the blockbuster came to town and that was like... <coughs> It was not, I did not have many encounters with the Blockbuster before it went out of business. Like, I had a couple, but also, like, just to rent video games that 
I was like, I want to play this with my friends. And mom and dad were like, well, we're not, you know, mm-hmm. are, are you going to play it when you're not with your friends? And of course, no, I'm not going to play Mario Party by myself, mom and dad. Like the GameCube's meant for four players. That's what I'm going to play. Um, so we'd go and rent the new games and give them back. I don't think we even rented movies or anything from there, though, at that point, because everything was easily. I think we, I think you, that would have been like the, the, the years where it was on the decline because streaming well, was a thing. I was going to say, we were using Netflix then, but not the online Netflix like we have now. We were using Netflix like they'd send you the they DVDs you in the, the, the mail DVDs. and you'd send them back. Yeah. Which Man, is that's... crazy that we did that. I forget that's how Netflix Physical started. media really hung on for a while there. Yeah. I, I It makes me a little sad. I know that we're way off the topic of Mario, but like when I think about... I can still... I still remember how the blockbuster smelled inside. Yeah. Um, I remember that that was like a fun thing to do on a Friday or Saturday night was to go to the blockbuster, like with the goal eventually of leaving with something to watch or play or whatever. Yeah. But going was part of the thing, <laughs> you know, just like being there, wandering around, looking at movies, finding things you'd never heard of, yeah. didn't know existed. And then also like seeing your friends there. I remember the, I, I of course don't know if it was the same when it first came to town as it was when I was a, a patron, but I remember like the, the space themed almost like black light carpet mm-hmm. that they had that had like little stars on it and rockets and stuff. And they had a giant gumball machine, like one of those super tall, like person sized ones that yeah. had a super curly slide that brought the gumball down to you by the door. I remember that. Those were the days. Those were the days. There was, a, my there was another life. local uh, movie rental place called Movie Max. That was down in the I'm Big Bear. It was down in the Big, oh, big right, Bear right, Plaza yeah. when we had a Big yeah. Bear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We'd go down to the Big Bear and then stop at Movie Max. Michael worked there. Or he knew everybody who worked there. He used to hang out there and I got to go with him to hang out there. And mm. I thought it was the coolest moment of my life. I was hanging out with the people who worked at, at, Movie Max. at the video rental store. And it was just oh like... Gosh. And then one day I would marry a man who worked at a blockbuster twice. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he's best known for. Right? Yeah. Is that he, worked, at blockbuster? He, he worked at Blockbuster twice. <coughs> did he get fired from Blockbuster? Mm-hmm. And then got rehired. Why did he get fired from Blockbuster? I don't that listen, that's Justin's story to tell. I don't <laughs> it may it may involve some light crime, so I don't know that it's really my place to share that story. He succeeded anyway. That's a that's the message for you kids out there. You can get fired twice from Blockbuster and still succeed in life. Don't worry. I think technically I committed a small crime by taking that game from Blockbuster and renting it and then never giving it back after they went out of bit like before they went out of business. Kept it. Probably should have given it back, but I don't know. I mean, what were they gonna do with them? It's a great question. I think everything when they were going out of business was just like yeah, come they and sold buy it everything. for like super cheap, yeah. right? But I mean, surely they didn't sell all of it. Um, um, but what, um, Mario RPG. Yes. That's yeah. That's what I want to talk about. So Mario RPG, um, had a much more involved story. Like day to day you had missions and tasks to complete and different worlds to go visit and people to talk to like any role-playing game. Yeah. Yeah. It was like final fantasy Mario brothers. Oh. Yes. So it wasn't like just a typical platformer. No. no, it was a, it was turn based style play. Oh, okay, it was what? 
you take turns. You, you each pick your you pick your attack for each character, and yes. then your characters attack one at a time. Okay. I didn't know these terms, but I did enjoy this. And you had you would add to your team these other players, these other uh-huh. characters, and they would all they would have different moves, and so then you would know. So Pokemon. Is that how po- Pokemon? Works? Well, yeah, but they were like your friends. They weren't. I mean, not that your Pokemon wouldn't be your friends. That my Pokemon are my to, friends. I know. I didn't mean to imply that, and then I felt bad when I did imply it. But they're like people friends, people friends. instead of yeah. friends you keep in little balls. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And they wander along with you. You would like Pokemon uh, if that's think? what you like. I, I mean, they're, that- they're a task to complete. You walk around, you talk to people, and you gather your team. And your team um, gains, like, you level up. You keep leveling, you know. You have, like, you start Uh at level one, and you can only do, like, whatever. You Like, Mario can, like, punch somebody or jump on somebody. What does he do? He just jumps. I was going to say, I've never seen Mario punch anything. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't punch. I've never seen Mario deck somebody. (laughs) It'd be a fun game. Usually he just stomps on their head. Mario punches them. No, I think he just, like, there was a jump and, like, the super jump and, like, you know, different levels of jump. Mega jump. I don't know. Uh, but then you would add these other characters like that could either do magic or could heal or whatever these other characters could do. And then every time one of your character and you get to, you there was like strategy involved where like you'd get you'd get a number certain number of points. So you'd get to level someone up. Which oh. character do you want to level up yeah. next based on what abilities will they gain and how much stronger will they get in these different areas? And like you can up their defense or their fighting ability. It's like role-playing games yeah but. who who could you get in mario squad like all the standard tra- i knew you were about to characters. ask me who were all the people in the squad uh, there was the one that could do magic was my favorite there was gino yes oh okay who was like a little wooden doll but kind of looked like a wizard uh there was mallow right yeah the the cloudy boy yes uh yeah. you could get you could get bowser Right, you could Bowser get Bowser. Was, Bowser yeah, Bowser became, would be on yeah. your side. Um, what else could you get? The the princess, of yeah. course, Peach. Oh my gosh, I was trying to look it up, but there's just too many. Uh, all those ones you mentioned, Gino was my favorite because Gino could do magic. So I thought Gino had the you know the best abilities to like uh, to to grow quickly. Uh-huh. But yeah, you, there was Peach, there was Bowser, there Mal, Mallow was so cute. Oh, Yoshi showed oh, yeah, up yeah. in there. He was, yeah. I always liked Yoshi. But I just really liked the, um, and maybe, I don't know, you know, these are all different styles of games that you could, like, obviously there are a ton of different games that use these same sort of formats, whether we're talking about the basic early Mario games or Mario Kart, or Mario Party, or now into an RPG game. Like, I think Mario w- always felt very accessible to me, someone who didn't play a lot of games. I remember that as game consoles got more sophisticated and game controllers got more sophisticated, I felt less and less able to engage with games because I felt like I wasn't very good at them <coughs> and I was intimidated by them. Yeah. And... There was something about graphics looking more and more realistic and the characters looking like cooler and more people-like that also used to really intimidate me. Yeah. And I mean, I would have like the... 
I think there are probably a lot of people my age who had the uh, moment where you were at like a cool party where people were playing Silent Hill and it was very cool because it was scary and everyone there was very cool and I you would take your turn at the controller and your character would get stuck in a corner and you were bad at the controller and you're just stuck in a corner. I feel like I feel like you're misremembering this, Sid, because the cool party where everyone was playing Silent Hill was just us in our basement with our cousins because I was the one playing Silent Hill. <laughs> but you were cool and could play Silent Hill, and that was where sort of the technology started to leave me behind. I started feeling like I wasn't good at games, but Mario always made me feel <laughs> good at games. Well, that's what Everything I was, is yeah. bright. Everything's really easy to maneuver. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's part of Mario's secret. Maybe you stumbled on it. Maybe it's making games that are engaging, but not too hard to work through. Yeah, that's what I was. They're just say very is, playable. They're very accessible. Um, I mean, I started playing them when I was very young on like a DS. I had Mario games and then had them on the Wii, and I still play them now. Like it, I I'm not very good, like quote unquote, good at games. I don't like the high intensity, high pressure situations where it's like, oh man, if I don't do this exactly right, I'm gonna have to start all over. I'm gonna lose everything. I prefer like, oh, no, I ran into a Goomba and now I'm small. I can keep going. That's fine. Yeah. I Maybe that's where it, maybe that's what it comes down to. Is I just mean, like, that's not to I say never... they're easy. Like, you can just breach through no, them. I mean, but they're very accessible for all people of all, like, different interests and skill levels at games, I think. They don't take themselves very seriously for uh-huh. the most part. And I, I always liked that, too. Because I always thought, like, this is, you know, a little silly it's a again we're in a mushroom kingdom or whatever like it's a little silly and there's always a sense of humor like there was always i always felt like mario games like the dialogue like in rpg there's a lot of funny things people say like it's it's funny it's engaging it's kind of like eh, i don't know yeah you know i'm a mushroom what do i know like it's all it's all very silly and i i really enjoyed that aspect of it and games that got real serious or realistic i never i don't know i couldn't engage with as much yeah Mm-hmm. Do you remember in uh, the RPG where if there there was one like I don't know what was it a hotel that you could go to because you could stay and you could sleep in the bed and uh, there would there was a person asleep in the bed next to you and if you tried to wake him up it made the Zelda sound mm-hmm. because it was Link and it was, it was Link. anticipating the next Zelda game. But that was cool. There was also a secret like battle you could access that was like a Final Fantasy battle uh-huh. in that one. I remember so that. It was, it was a very self, like a very tied into other you know games game. Yeah, it was. No, I I I really I like the references. I like the dialogue. I like the. I just I felt like it was fun. I think there are so many games where you have to stop and talk to people, and you're trying to like fat like get through it as quickly as possible. Like, oh my gosh, stop talking to me! I just want to play the game. I feel like Mario RPG really nailed like it's very funny. Did you? It's clever. Yeah. Did you? I was looking it up to see if it was possible to like still get it and play it and like what you could even play it on because I know a lot of old games have been like quietly transferred to be compatible with newer systems. Did you know they're remaking Super Mario RPG for the Switch? I have. Justin has told me. And it me comes this. out in November of yeah. this year. Oh, how exciting! I know. I looked I, it up and it was like, here's this new one for Switch. You can pre-order now. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh I my think gosh. It, I might try it out because yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I can't remember the lot. Other than, like, the girls are really in, like I said, to uh, Wii. Oh, Wii Sports. But also there's a Wii. Is it called Wii Party? Um, or something like that? Wii. 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember it's, it's called, like party games yeah, yeah. for you and your friends to play. Yeah. And you interact with Wii. I don't know. We play Wii Sports a lot. No, that, there is a again not me. I'm not choosing to do that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> playing with my children. There is a Mario. Um, I think it's Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics. I think is what it's called. Oh. But it's Wii Sports basically, but with characters from Mario and Sonic mm. playing the sports. We have a summer one as well. There's also Mario Tennis that I enjoyed. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's interesting because it really like I don't I I was never. Um, I mean, I, I always thought there were some video games that were fun, but they weren't particularly important to me, I would say, like as different, you know, pieces of media and things can be. Yeah. Um, but <coughs> games that I could reliably return to and enjoy and have fun were typically Mario games. And maybe it's just that. Maybe it's because they were made to be easily accessible for even casual video game players, you know? Yeah. You don't have to be that into it to have fun playing a Mario game. Right. And certainly it's not the only game like that. I'm sure there are tons of different games that yeah. that statement is true for. It's just one of the oldest and for someone my age, one of the first that I would have ever engaged with. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you all for talking about Mario with me. Of course. The concept of Mario. <laughs> I like video games. I just like a very specific kind of video game, and Mario fits very well in that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to relax. Anything that's going to stress me out, I can't. I can't do it. I would hide while you were playing Silent Hill. I remember yeah. accidentally stumbling upon all of you playing Silent Hill one time when I was very young, like walking downstairs or something and seeing it and being like, "Oh no! Oh no! What's happening? Oh no! I don't think I'm supposed to be seeing this. I'm four. <laughs> Ah, but those games are good. Well, anyway, thank you both. I enjoy talking about Mario, and maybe I'll check out this new RPG game. Yeah, coming sounds out like you have to in November. Hey, what uh, what are we gonna do next? Um, I thought that uh, we could talk about another really excellent um a- anime movie. Um. One of, I don't know if it was one of the first. It was one of the, the, the big hits uh, early from like Studio Ghibli. Um, Princess Mononoke. All right. All right. I've watched that before, but it's been a very, very long time. So I'm excited to get a chance to go back and rewatch it. All right. I, I remember watching it in our Japanese class in high school, Tay. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Cool. Well, thank you both. And, uh, you know, listeners, there's, I don't. I don't need to tell you to, where Mario is. It's everywhere. 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 Mario's everywhere. All around you. Mario, Mario is all of us. Mario was in you all along. Oh, wow. no. Wow. All right. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows there. Um, you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to, to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. I think usually it's better That's when good. I'm not sick, but I you felt pretty good about that. Good Mario. You saved that all the way to the end. I did. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Yes. 
Hey, when you listen to podcasts, it really just comes down to whether or not you like the sound of everyone's voices. My voice is one of the sounds you'll hear on the podcast Dr. Game Show. And this is the voice of co-host and fearless leader, Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners, and we play them with callers over Zoom we've never spoken to in our lives. So that is basically the concept of this show. Pretty chill. So take it or leave it, bucko. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile. I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I'd discovered it sooner. You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.